Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Running on Scuffs. Uh, we've got a full crew with us again. Zach, I'm sorry I had to take the position back from you. You did a great job as show host last week, but I got to take it back from you. Uh, we're back. We're back and we're ready to go. We had a uh, full weekend of racing action in Las Vegas, uh, and we've got a full crew ready to break it down for you. Uh, let's get some opening comments. Uh, first and foremost, with our uh, lovely uh, dipstick who took over my spot last week, Mr. Zachary Bell. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I am fantastic. Um, if I will say, Justin, you know, pull the Chase Elliott, decided to sit this one out last week. Uh, and uh, what can I say? I've I lost a little. I lost Zach's. Uh, it's showing he's muted. <laughs> I lost his audio, so I'm pulling. Uh, so I'm pulling the Chase Elliott, and Zach's muting his mic. That's that's what I got out of that. Ryan, Ryan, he's saying welcome back, everybody. He's excited for the show, but not excited to talk about Las Vegas. Yeah. I, I I I can understand that. I can understand that. Uh, Zach, are you back with us, buddy? Or I, apparently not. All right, we're gonna go to our to our resident Florida man while while Zach's getting his his stuff figured out. Dan, how are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing good, bud. Glad to have you and Mike back with us, and uh, excited to uh, talk about some NASCAR as we do every week. Absolutely. Speaking of Mike, Mike, you've got a new setting. Uh, yep, got, uh, I see a kitty. I, I do see a kitty. Hey, we love animals here on our show, and I'm uh, I'm a cat person personally. So that would be Davidson. Now, yeah, I'm. I have completed my move to Western Ohio, and I'm back and ready to discuss this, and maybe even get a little scuffed up later. Well, we're certainly we're certainly ready for it. Uh, before we. Uh, before we get into uh, to the show, Zach, do we have you back, or is, is he still figuring stuff out? He doesn't look muted on the screen. I can't tell. Mr. Bell, I can think I'm us? okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, there we go. Oh, there we yeah, go. There we go. There you we got go. cut off. Okay. Sorry. That All was right. Bizarre. Let's try this again. How, how are you doing, buddy? I am fantastic, and we'll leave whatever joke I made in the past. <laughs> Well, I, I got to say, um, I told everybody on the Facebook post earlier uh, that we had a special announcement uh, for this evening, uh, and uh, we most certainly do because uh, Zach, Dan, you guys both have a, have a little bit of competition in your respective areas. Uh, Mr. Zach Bell, you may not be the uh the favorite zach on the show anymore and dan you may not be the only florida man on the show i probably won't be the favorite anymore. florida man either but it's okay <laughs> but I'm okay uh, with that <laughs> but nonetheless we uh we have a new uh gentleman joining us uh if you've already seen him he's the one that's uh that's done the opening uh and he's put up the the comment from ryan already uh let's give a welcome to uh, our brand new producer mr zach williams zach, hey how are you how are you doing this evening doing really well i'm happy to be here thanks for having me as part of the team 
Absolutely. We're happy to have you. Uh, for those of you who are, uh, who are curious, Zach is, uh, has joined uh, the Running on Scuffs team. Uh, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be running the show as a producer. He's going to be on to, uh, to keep us in check whenever we uh, get too out of hand. And uh, I'll go ahead and warn you, Zach, that's, that can be a pretty tough job. Especially oh, with I those, can imagine. Two, those yeah, two right there, they get a little wild. <laughs> hey, if we don't get wild, it's not fun. So, uh, so nonetheless, uh, but he's going to be running as producer. He'll be uh, watching your comments. Uh, Mr. Zach Bell, after last week, he said he couldn't handle it all by himself. So we had to get him some help. Uh, for the next time that I decided to pull a Chase Elliott. I'll go ahead and warn you, Zach, I'm not as good of a, uh, a snowboarder as Chase Elliott is, so I don't know if... Uh, I don't think he's very good either. Yeah, I was about hurt. to say, apparently Chase Elliott's not as good as a snowboarder either. I I like to think in my mind that Chase Elliott made it further down the mountain than I would have before I broke my tibia, so... Well, I, I know he's done it numerous times before, so it's not like he was a, a rookie out there his first time. He's, yeah. he's done it quite a bit growing up his whole life. He's done it. So, yeah. Well, like if I um, could make it through like a single snowboarding run without pulling a Sonny Bono, I'd be happy. So, hey, my first time going, my buddy had me go down a double black diamond. Never again. What? <laughs> Why? Your buddy, your buddy is an asshole. Well, he, he is a Florida man. So, what do you expect? <laughs> Yeah, we got what? Ugh. Hey, I live Florida. Florida men—they don't understand what snow is, and yet they're not afraid to to be risky with it. So, listen, we're not That's afraid of anything in die, Florida. Okay, <laughs> that'd be like me, who's not an experienced swimmer, coming to Florida, and Dan sends, "Yeah, it's just a double red flag warning. We're all right." Hey, I, I've done that. Hey, I, I have done that. Uh, you can ask Mama Seeger and I were actually talking about that the other day. I actually have swam in double red flag conditions. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we try things that we probably shouldn't down here in the South. Um, nonetheless, we're, uh, we're happy to have everybody watching here today. Uh, Zach, we're happy to have you with us as our producer. He's also going to be writing for the website. And just in case you guys uh, haven't checked it out, uh, he's already written an article for the website. He had the uh, the privilege of going to a, uh, a seminar this past weekend where he got to uh, to chat with uh, with Jeff Gordon, and uh, it was hosted by Ray Everham and Kenny Schrader was there. So uh, he wrote an article about his experience there, and it's right uh, on runningonscuffs.com. Uh, so be sure to check that out. It is a uh, it's a really fun article to read. I, I enjoyed reading it myself. So I, I, said, I know I got a sneak peek of it. I have to say, great job, Zach. Really yeah, cool. yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. It was a really good experience. I'm glad I got to go do that. Well, we're happy that you were you're here to uh, to share it with us, and we can't wait for you to uh, to write even more for for our website. We're glad to have you as part of our team. Uh, but gentlemen, we've got a show that we got to get into. We've got a little bit of racing to talk about. I know Ryan said he wasn't all that excited to talk about it, but nonetheless, we have to anyway. Uh, so, Zach, we're going to go ahead and get you off screen here, and we're going to uh, get into our race review. So, Zach, we'll talk about our race review. And we had three races this past weekend, and we're going to start with. Uh, Ryan Hill said, hit not at all. He's already on the Phoenix. So we're, we're getting ready for that. Um, but, um, 
We are getting ready for Las Vegas. Uh, sorry, we're getting ready for Phoenix. We're getting ready to review Las Vegas. Um, getting into the cup race, uh, you guys saw the title of the of the video. It was uh, Bet on Byron. Uh, it was pretty much William Byron's full race. Uh, Zach, uh, what say you about the, uh, the cup race here? Uh, I know online there's been a lot of, like, uh, moaning about this race, but I thought it was pretty good. I, I think personally, Fox did a pretty poor job of like presenting what seemed to be ultimately a really good race. I thought everything like outside of the top two was, was a really interesting battle. And, um, you know, sometimes the best car shows up, dominates the day, and wins the race. And, and, and that's what it is, right? Like, that's just uh, that's NASCAR for you. Uh, and kudos to William Byron. Um, I don't really know what else. I mean, fantastic start for Chevrolet this season and uh, Hendrick Motorsports really looked good overall yesterday and, and, and a day and they really needed to without Chase Elliott, right? Um, so kudos to him. And uh, it was interesting to see that the, the Gibbs cars were like a half step behind him, it looked like, all day long. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really good race overall. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I enjoyed it more than more than most because I I appreciate a good dominant performance and William Byron certainly had the uh, the car to beat uh, the the uh, cars uh, like you said Joe uh, Joe Gibbs cars they were uh, uh, they were uh, just about a half step behind. I appreciate uh, Ryan uh, saying. Uh, uh, anyone else having issues with my mic? I think I got it fixed. So, uh, so we'll see if you guys keep me in check and see if it goes again. So, um, but yeah, it was a it was a good race. Uh, I thought so anyway. Um, not a whole lot to talk about besides that you know overtime finish where MTJ he tried it, uh, tried the pit strategy, it didn't work. Uh, and ultimately, it was the overtime. It was that caution in that overtime that took the win away from uh, Kyle Larson, uh, because uh, William Byron got shuffled back there on the last pit stop there in stage three and ended up uh, hurting hurting him. And it all it seemed like it was going to allow his teammate Kyle Larson to get the win, but uh, nonetheless, that's. That's not what ended up, and we ended up with William Byron as the winner. Um, yeah, it, that that's really all I have to say about that race. It was uh, Justin. It was not, Justin, let me ask you as a uh -huh. as a Martin Truex fan, were were like, what was your thought about the move? Like, you know, I mean, he was running what like third or fourth prior to the caution. Like, like, would you rather put two on and try to see what happened, or? Did you like the call I'm um, not going for? I mean, personally, as a as a fan of of MTJ, I liked the move. Uh, obviously, it resulted in them finishing seventh, which was worse than they would have gotten. But Truex was not in. You know, assuming that they had gone down pit road, taken two tires, um, just like everyone else, and, and assumed they didn't gain or lose any on pit road, they would have come out fourth. Um, you know, I just don't think fourth was a good enough position. I don't think that Truex's car was good enough to, to beat the Chevys on equal tires. 
So I think it, you know, I think it was just one of those where it, you know, like Larry Mack always says, if you follow the leader, you're going to follow the leader. And I think uh, he had to try something different. James Small, like they pointed out, he started his week out by uh, jumping out of an airplane, which is something that I don't think I would do. Um, but, you know, he was gutsy enough to do that. And he was gutsy enough to roll the dice. And, you know, at the end of the day, he only gave up three points with a seventh place finish where he most likely would have finished fourth, maybe fifth. So, you know, I, I think it was a good call for, for James Small, even though it didn't work out. Um, that was my thought. Dan, do you have any, uh, any thoughts about the cup race? Um, no, I mean, I, I had Byron in my fantasy lineup in both of the leagues that I'm in. Um, and I mean, I, I didn't, predict that he was going to be the winner I, I was actually thinking it was going to be a toyota going into the weekend before practice and everything but uh overall i mean it, it was a good race I, I feel like it was a pretty dominating win um i did i did not expect that to be a caution there with erica marola um i mean honestly there wasn't much in my opinion to justify the caution being called at the time and then um with the uh, the last lap crash i believe with uh there was a couple cars involved in that one but um no i mean it was it was exciting good good race overall in my opinion and uh i i I like the smile and a half package they have this year yeah i agree uh chevy's off to a great start they're the uh mike i know you're a stat guy here's a stat for you uh chevrolet has now become the first manufacturer since 2010 to win all three of the first uh three races of the season in uh, 2010. It was also Chevy that accomplished that feat as well. So uh, Mike, what were your thoughts on the cup race? I thought it was an okay race. I mean, wasn't too much action, but as far as racing goes, it wasn't bad. I mean, Larson looked like he had that thing won and then all of a sudden caution, but I also picked William Byron in one of our fantasy leagues this weekend. So I was pretty okay with that. Yeah, uh, Las Vegas is one of those tracks where they typically like to say that one race is going to be a caution fest and the other one is pretty smooth. This race was relatively smooth, so if that's any indication, we may be looking for a chaotic playoff race. Uh, Be sure to leave a like and subscribe if you're tuning in. Uh, We appreciate everybody for for tuning in. Uh, Zach uh, Papa Bell said it was awful to watch. Uh, he said, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Zach, you have any comments there? Uh, I wasn't watching with him, but, you know, I mean, here's the thing. I understand that, like, it was not a barn burner, right? Um, and, I, I, you know, we talked about the caution. It was all there for the drama, right? But, uh, uh, I mean... Uh, like I said, it's not going to be anything we remember like a long time from now, but it's not like immediately appalling, I think is, is the way I would describe You know what I mean? It was a Sunday with a NASCAR race, and that's all it was, you know? I know a lot of people don't like um, caution-free races, uh, but personally, like one of my favorite races to go back and watch is the 2001 Talladega race that Bobby Hamilton won caution-free. Like to know that 43 cars at the time could go out on track and not have a caution at 500 miles bumper to bumper side by side, three wide, like 
that to me is just intense. So I enjoy the, the caution-free races. I really I, do. I I see where you're coming from on that, Dan. But like now, it for me it depends on the track. At Talladega, that's completely awesome. If you're at a one and a half mile cookie cutter and people are and there's no wrecks, I mean to me that's not incredibly impressive. I guess I would say like it, it I mean it's NASCAR so it's always going to be a little bit impressive but I know I couldn't do that. <laughs> I would think that the lack of accidents says that it cars are too easy to drive or that the teams have it too figured out. So that would be the problem. Well, I mean, and I, 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 don't, I don't think I'm forgetting be... when it was said but Go ahead Zach. Kevin Harvick said that, like, this week, that, you know, you're going to have to constantly evolve in this car so the teams cannot sit on it and control it and, you know, and kind of get in the rut and have everything have, have everything that they have and just kind of, you know, take it to track to track to track and get comfortable. Um, and so going into Phoenix this week, you know, the new package, I, I, I guess my, my thing is, is, you know, if you thought this race was boring and, and like, I would say, I wouldn't say it was boring, but I just thought it was a NASCAR race, you know, and it's mid as mid. Um, then I think, I think you should have some serious questions about if these teams already have a grasp on these cars, if the cars are too easy to drive, if, you know, NASCAR needs to make changes again. I mean, obviously the change it should make is, is more horsepower. But we're not getting that. So let's talk about other changes. But excuse me, it'll be like another short shortening the spoiler more. I don't know what they could do. I'm not an engineer, but something. I'm a. I know I'm in the minority of of driver of of fans who actually enjoys uh, not all the time, but I enjoy a race where one car is clearly dominant over the rest. Um, and that's what we got with William Byron uh, this week. Uh, I know Kyle Larson was there at the there at the end, but William Byron just seemed to be head and shoulders above the rest, especially when he was out front. Um, I enjoy a good a good race like that. I I appreciated it. Uh, obviously, I'm a Truex fan, so that's a so that's a big one. Uh, Truex has had a few of those, but I even enjoyed like Alex Bowman at Auto Club in 2020. Uh, he was head and shoulders above the rest. We've seen. Jimmy Johnson have multiple races like that. And it's not necessarily that it makes for an entertaining race, but it just makes you respect the driver a lot more. And even the team for just absolutely hitting on that week. And, uh, and I think that's, that's what we saw with, uh, with William Byron, but nonetheless, we have uh, two other races that we're going to, that we are going to get into Tommy Williams. He said, Larson's pit crew cost him that race. Uh, I would say, and I, I will say this as the resident Truex fan, I think Martin Truex Jr. cost him that race. I just think Truex's tires just didn't have enough to hold up, and it and it ended up uh, holding Larson up on that restart. I think Larson could have potentially had something if he were lined up side by side uh, with William Byron, but Truex's team they had to, you know, they took a shot and they went for it, and it just wasn't enough. So. 
nonetheless, we've got two other races that we have to have to get to. Uh, two lower series, the Xfinity and the Truck Series. Um, on Saturday, Austin Hill was able to uh, pass Chandler Smith. It was not a last lap pass as much as Adam Alexander wanted to make it such. <laughs> uh, he passed him before they got to the white flag, uh, even though it was close. Uh, but Chandler Smith uh, was so close to getting his first career win. And then Austin Hill, who's just been red hot, uh, red hot to, to start the year. Uh, he won at Daytona. He, he pretty well dominated Daytona as much as a driver can dominate a super speedway. Um, and then got a sixth place finish at auto club and comes back and gets his second win in three races. RCR. I mean, two wins with Austin Hill and Xfinity and, Already a winning cut with Kyle Busch. Uh, so not bad. Zach, do you have any uh, any comment to, to Papa Bell there? I would uh, I'd have uh, to agree. I don't see what he said. He said I think there's it's a lack of drivers with he said I think there's a lack of drivers with attitude like Dale Senior had, and if there uh, and if there is, they are forced to reel it in. I, I think that's that's uh, relatively fair. I mean, yes, yes. Um, I just think Del Senior is a real high benchmark, though. Like this is uh, shooting for the stars, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's hard not to, to say to that a lot of these guys are are boring. I've been a proponent, but uh, I mean, a lot of these guys are 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 quite boring this is why i like denny hamlin right because he's not boring um anyways uh but you know i mean holding the Dell seniors a high standard but i i'm not sure how much of it's them and how much of it's the spotter or how much of it's like a sponsor or a team you know i here's the thing none of us are famous so it's really hard to it's really hard to imagine what would be what we would be like if we were famous you know and I know, like, they're not like famous, like A-list celebrities, but they're you know, people with names and brands and stuff, right? So I think it's hard to hard to imagine um, how out they want to, how outward they want to be personality wise. Because I think the more outward you are personality wise, the more you invite inward towards you, um, you know, and. Uh, you know, not everybody can be that guy. Uh, right now, we're we're in a phase in the sport where I think a lot of the guys who are that are older and they're seen as um, like bitchy, quite frankly, for lack of a better word, right? Um, yeah, you know, and, that kind of goes into uh, like Denny Hamlin and, and Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch. You know, you kind of hit on what Ryan's saying here. If a driver races aggressive now, he gets hated on. Uh, his favorite Lugano being one of them. Uh, I think that's true. I mean, you know, if you, you know, yeah, there's a class of drivers. Uh, I, mean, I say there's a, there's a class of drivers. I think that, yeah, no, go ahead. Y'all go. No, go ahead. Go. Uh, okay. Also, it's, it's very, uh, it's there, very, there's a class of drivers. Go ahead. Zach. <laughs> Sorry, we are all over the place. Anyway, I think we're so there's a class of drivers I think that maybe, but I'll finish my thought and then y'all can take over. This there's a class of drivers though that I think are are older and have earned the right to receive the commentary on the sport. 
And because they're dishing out commentary that doesn't fit a certain fan base, and um, I'm talking mostly to the Hendrick Motorsports fans here and the Trackhouse fans, so most of our listeners here, uh, you know, um, when uh, Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick give you that sweet dose of reality uh, and you don't want to keep it real with you as fans and you want to condemn them for it, like, that's a you problem. And, uh, you know, I think the fans are are just as responsible for censoring the drivers as as teams and sponsors are, quite frankly, to answer my dad's question. Now, I know him and I, I'm not guilty of it. If a driver wants to be real with me, come on and be real with me. But such is life. I just wanted to speak on the... Paul, not famous yet. I was going to say, speak for yourself. I think Dan's pretty famous in his part of Florida. A lot of people know me. And and Zach's from my hometown, so he knows. We know each other. <laughs> not famous yet. Yeah, yeah. I like Zach's, uh, uh, Zach's comment there. Of, we're not famous yet, but we will be. We will be. We're, we're working we our be. way up. And <laughs> I don't know to any HMS, Ryan, you're gonna start a you're gonna start a fire in the comments section. Uh, yeah, but I to... mean that was the same fire last year of Chastain versus JGR. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's Papa Williams right there. Oh. <laughs> uh... Dan, I, I don't know if I should trust that kind of popularity, but we're going to go with it for right now. Um, but anyways, uh, to get back on the uh, like the Xfinity race, uh, Austin Hill got that win. And then in the truck series, uh, Kyle Busch, like he never left, like he's a hometown, hometown hero for the truck series uh, in Las Vegas. Kyle Busch got the win there. Um not a whole lot to not a whole lot to say on the on the lower series. We had a we had some <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Dan, I'm 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 gonna let you I'm just gonna let you have that one. That's, uh, it was certainly a weekend of racing uh in nascar uh it may not have been the most entertaining we've ever seen uh we certainly didn't have as much to talk about as like a a martinsville playoff race last year or or even some of our others but uh it, it has been uh it's our job to to make any racing seem uh uh, at, at least somewhat better than it was right like we've got to we've got to promote the sport here um but we also have to be honest. We've got to, you know, we've got to be honest in our commentary. Uh, I did not hate the the Vegas race. Uh, I'll be honest. I was not at all a fan of like a uh, a spring Martinsville race from last year. Um, that race was just overall boring. Which I I hate to say that was another William Byron win. Um, that race was just horrible to watch. Um, but this one, I, I didn't have that same feeling. I still enjoyed watching it. Um, so, you know, others seem to be, uh, <laughs> Papa Bell says NASCAR has the most amount of safety now more than ever. So let them race like old school. 
I, you know, I would agree with that. I would agree with that if we didn't have Kurt Busch still out with a concussion right Agreed. now. Um, yeah, that was last year's car. Let yeah, him, but at yeah, least but let him race still, back to the caution flag. He's still out with a concussion, and I, I'm, right. I'm still a little concerned. Uh, I always say, let him race back but, to the caution flag. I miss that so much. That was but, such a good time of NASCAR. But nonetheless, we've uh, we're gonna get move on here. Uh, we've got right, one Dad. more. <laughs> we've got one uh, one more segment before we get into uh, to our scuffed up segment. Um, and, uh, we're going to go into our scuff story segment, Zach. So if you'll pop that up for us. All right. And, uh, as, as most of you know, scuff stories, that's where we talk about our, our news for the, uh, for the past week and there's really not a lot of it but we obviously we have to touch on the the major subject of the week uh chase elliott is now out indefinitely uh for the season uh because uh he was snowboarding in colorado which is something that he's done multiple times uh you know he's he's done it uh for years now uh, he had an accident, broke his tibia. Uh, he had a three-hour surgery, which the doctor said was successful. Uh, that was Friday evening. Uh, but there is currently, according to Hendrick Motorsports, no timetable for his return. Uh, I know Bob Parker said that he uh, that uh, Kyle Busch mentioned this, as well as a couple of, of people that he talked to. The timetable could be anywhere from one to three months, potentially, depending on uh, the break and, and how it heals. So, um, Chase Elliott, he's going to be out for a little bit. Uh, Josh Berry drove the number nine in Las Vegas for him this week, and he is currently on the roster for Phoenix, although they have Bob Parker said that that is subject to change uh, potentially. So I'm not sure if Josh Berry will be the driver for Phoenix, although he's currently tapped to be that driver. So, uh, Dan, I'm going to, I'm going to send this over to you. What, what do you think about the, uh, the Chase Elliott news here? Um, I, I mean, I, 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 for one, I, I was a little disappointed for, for the fact that he was going to miss the race just cause I, I don't like it, seeing any of the superstars out for an injury. Um, I understand, you know, if you got some personal things going on, like with like Ty Gibbs last year with the season finale, I, I completely understand stuff like that. Um, but anytime you see somebody miss a race due to injury or some type of medical issue, um, it's always kind of a bummer. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I was excited for Josh Berry because I do want to see him uh, eventually get to the Cup Series. I do think he's a great driver and very talented, um, but I just hate it that it was under these circumstances. Uh, but I, I completely get, you know, you got to you got to throw somebody out there, and when you have the situation you're given, you don't have much notice. Um, I know I was kind of reading some of the comments on Twitter earlier today. Was basically they they made the decision on the driver based on who could fit in the seat the best. It wasn't necessarily who they thought was the most talented or the best fit it was basically who could fit in the seat the best and you know still be able to to, to be able to compete to an, to an extent so um i don't know if josh berry's gonna stay i know there's been some names thrown out there um i know i, I, saw, I saw jeff gordon jimmy johnson dale jr all the all the usual suspects essentially um i don't necessarily see gordon or jr doing it uh, i would really have to be a specific track um for gordon 
or for uh, for Junior. I don't see him doing any of the bigger tracks just because of the the previous medical issues with his concussions. I do agree with Zach. Uh, I do think that that may give Allgaier a couple races or two because he has raced in the Cup Series previously. Um, but I mean, at this point, we don't really know who's going to fill in where. Uh, and with Jimmy Johnson not wanting to run a full every week schedule, I he might run a racer here here or there, but I don't really see him being the full time solution. Uh, well, you have a vote, Dan, to to get in and, and drive the nine. Um, I do I, it. I will do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> you know what, Dan? We will we will scrounge up the money and we will put running on scuffs on the nine car, and you, you will drive it for a for you a know, cup race. My uncle used to be like a high end manager for Napa. Let me see if I can pull some strings. I might be able to make some <laughs> You gotta pull some strings and uh, we'll get that'll save us a lot of money. We can just put like a smaller decal or something on it. Yeah, we don't just have like to, a little, like, little C post thing, you know. Don't, yeah, we don't have uh um yeah, I, I'm <laughs> that'll save us a lot of money. Uh but yeah. Uh I I like the uh, Zach, I wanna give to go to your comment here. Uh I like the Allgaier, uh, uh, the Allgaier shot. I mean, uh, he's good at Phoenix. Uh, Allgaier always runs well at Phoenix. And Allgaier seems to be the guy that's kind of their go-to as far as a, a cup fill-in. Uh, Allgaier raced for, for Alex Bowman. I know he raced uh, for Jimmy Johnson in 2020 uh, for a race. So, I, I mean, I think it's, a, you know, Allgaier is kind of a, a go-to guy for them. He's experienced uh, in the cup series, maybe not with this car, but I mean, he has driven seasons in the cup series before. So, you know, I think Algar is a, a good pick. Uh, I think Josh Berry would be a good pick if, you know, they gave him a few races, but we'll see um, what comes out of that. Obviously, of course, we wish Chase Elliott the, the best. We wish him a speedy recovery. We want to see him back. Uh, he's expected to get a playoff waiver uh, when he returns, but it has not officially been announced yet uh, for that. Um, I personally think he should just hop in the car and one-footed. It'll be fine. Hey, Carson Hosevar did that for pretty much the full truck series season last year. So, Did they ever say which foot it was, his left or right foot? I don't ever remember seeing which one it was. I don't remember actually. I, I don't know if they mentioned that or if it was, uh, or if they left for that who? out. For, for Chase, um, Chase. His left foot. It was left. Okay. Oh, he peeling needs a right for the gas and the brakes. He's fine. <laughs> He's just got. He just got to dangle <laughs> and, that uh, out there. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to uh, say I would uh, like to see Corey LaJoy drive the nine car personally. Um. Would they be able to Hot do take. that with the contract he already has? Well, sure. The Joe Gibbs Racing fire. bought David Reagan. Joe Gibbs Racing bought David Reagan's contract when uh, Kyle Busch was hurt. So I think any yeah. uh, any mid pack guy is probably an option here. Uh, Lejoy, uh, Landon Castle would be a delightful. You know, I'm Landon glad you Castle would be a delightful uh, option. I'm glad you brought that up, Zach. Uh, how about Corey LaJoy? He's. <laughs> I only need one foot. That's I don't why, need two. We'll still win the race. Yeah, that's why Dan. That's why Dan thought of that. He was, <laughs> uh, 
But I'm glad you brought that up, though, Zach. How about Corey LaJoy, uh, just to go back to the cup race for, for a split second, three top 20 finishes to start out the season for, mm-hmm. for him and the Spire number seven. Two of them were, uh, were top 15s, so really cool for him. He's literally – Corey LaJoy, he's currently 18th in points, and he is only one point out of the off the playoff grid. That's really cool. Um yeah, and now Chase can't recommend Atlanta to win, so the door's wide open. Door's wide open. <laughs> Zach, uh, Zach Williams said, uh, put all seven times JJ in the nine. I've seen that thrown around. I don't know if he's – I've seen, uh, you know, Pocrisy, he posted a tweet, said, wasn't sure if he was interested in doing a weekly. Um, maybe, you know. I mean, hey, you can talk someone into anything, especially if you have enough money. And uh, we know Mr. H, uh, he he might just have enough. So, nonetheless, we do have one other piece of news that we want to talk about. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., we expected this uh, to come out after Auto Club last week. Uh, His team was penalized for having the loose wheel uh, on that pit stop at Auto Club. Two pit crew members were suspended uh, for two uh, for two weeks. Uh, the first week was at Las Vegas, uh, and the next one will be here at Phoenix. So, uh, by the time the West coast swing is over, they will have served that. But, uh, that was the other piece of news. And really that was about all we had as far as news goes. Uh, obviously the Chase Elliott incident, that's a, that's a big deal. Um, not a whole lot came out this, this past week, but, uh, that's what I always loved about uh, when we when we started this up uh, late last season. Like every week, there was like some sort of silly season com uh, you know commentary that came out. We had something that was that would come out. So, um, nonetheless, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you guys know what time it is. It is time for us to uh, to get a little bit rowdy. Zach, I see he's getting uh, he's getting ready. It's time for us to get scuffed up. Let's go. Um, so uh, here's how we're gonna gonna do this. Now that we have a have a fifth person uh, that we can turn to if we need it, uh, Zach, you and I are going to uh, to get step back in the ring. You and Dan did a great job last week, uh, but uh, Dan, I'm gonna have you serve as a judge here for this one, and and hopefully. Uh, we stay civil enough. I want to um, see if I can be swayed because I have my own opinion so far. Well, we'll see how this we will see how this goes. Uh, Zach, you and I are going to to get scuffed up here. Uh, if Dan and Mike, you both are going to serve as judges here, and if you two are split, then we will get uh, Zach back in here, and he'll be our third vote. And of course, you guys at home watching, you can uh, you can also. Uh, put your opinions in and see where you stand on this argument. But here's our debate topic for this evening. Obviously, this whole Chase Elliott thing, this has been the talk of the town over the weekend. Uh, It's also brought up a debate. uh, Should teams prohibit drivers contractually uh, from pursuing potentially dangerous activities like snowboarding uh, during the season? Uh, and that is where that's our debate topic for the evening. 
Uh, Mike, Dan, we're going to get you guys off screen for a little bit. And Zach, you and I are going to, to step into it ourselves. Uh, Zach, I'm going to let you go first here. And we're going to try to keep this a little bit more, uh, more on a time crunch. So your opening statement, we're going to give you three minutes. And, uh, yeah. and I've, got my, uh, I've got my timer ready for it. So you have the floor, my friend. Awesome. Uh, yes, NASCAR should absolutely contractually. These teams should absolutely contractually uh, regulate what these drivers can do. You know, here's the thing. Uh, these drivers are multi-million dollar investments for these teams and these sponsors and companies. And I think that these teams and companies should be allowed to contractually protect their investment. Um, you know, there's nothing saying that they can't, you know, go out and live a little bit of life, right? But um, uh, snowboarding is a bit extreme, right? And and, and I know that, um, you know, there's probably a, a gray area here. And I think the gray area for me is uh, racing in other series. But I would, I would err on anything... Any extreme activity that is not racing related uh, is probably a no-go. Um, I, I think that uh, I think that these teams absolutely have the right to do it. I think that they should do it. Um, you know, and I think really like it, it's it's really going to be healthiest for the, the for NASCAR as a whole. I mean, uh, I, I know that there's not a large segment of fans who will probably tune out because Chase Elliott's not racing, but there'll be a segment of fans that will tune out because Chase Elliott's not racing. And, um, you know, that's a huge thing for NASCAR when you're talking about the upcoming TV deals and, and what that means and stuff. And so this this one Chase Elliott injury here, right, um, uh, is a springboard for a lot of issues, quite frankly, Um Assuming he comes back healthy and he misses, uh, they said one to three months. So let's just go ahead and call two months and say he misses eight races. You know, uh, object like the playoffs are going to be in question. Like how legitimate of a champion will he be if he were to be a champion, or you know, if he takes a playoff spot from someone. And on top of that, like the fact that NASCAR, like Fox, is going to be losing viewership and revenue because Chase Elliott's not racing. Um. I mean, they already changed the graphic for like this week in Las Vegas, and going forward now, Chase is not a part of the graphic. So, I would argue that that the teams and and um, sponsors should be allowed to to put these into contracts with these drivers. Um, I mean, the, to me, the only exception should be if the sponsor wishes the driver do other things, right? So. Once again, this is like if you're going to sponsor outside racing or like if Monster Energy wants to have, you know, Tyler Reddick or Ty Gibbs like jump out of a plane and, and skydive or whatever, uh, then, then so be it, right? But uh, it should not be free willingly able to skydive, I guess, in my opinion. And you can call me a Scrooge. You can call me no fun. Um, but the NASCAR product is better and it is best when all of its stars are present. And uh, it definitely, you know, I'm not saying Chase Light would have made this race a lot better, but I mean, we could have seen another one, two, three, four Hendrick Motorsports finish if Chase Light showed up, and we didn't see that because Chase wasn't there. And uh, Justin, I donate the rest of my time to you and your argument because I feel like you're going to need it. Well, you were 15 seconds over, but that's okay. Uh, oh. 
No, that's yeah. okay. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Zach. Uh, and, and I don't totally disagree. However, I'm going to, uh, to take a little bit of a different stance here. Um, I don't think that they should be contractually obligated to, to, uh, avoid certain things. Uh, and I'm going to go back to, uh, to Kevin Harvick's statements, uh, over the weekend. Um, if you're clumsy enough, you could just as easily break your leg, uh, in the kitchen, tripping over your cat, uh, or, or playing around with your kids. Um, obviously snowboarding is an extreme, uh, you know, is, is considered an extreme sport, but it's also a recreational activity. And there are plenty of people who go snowboarding, uh, there's plenty of people that go snowboarding every day, every week that don't get injured. Um, you know, obviously the only reason that we're having this conversation is because something happened. Chase Elliott could have gone snowboarding this weekend. Nothing have happened and nobody would have said anything about it. It's only because something did happen that we're talking about it. Um, and, and here's my, my point on that. The NASCAR season goes from February to November. Uh, and then you get Thanksgiving off, you get Christmas off, you get that December. And then in January, they expect you back at the shop. You're supposed to be testing. You're supposed to be in the simulator. They expect a driver to do these things. The NASCAR season is so long. Uh, and there's so many things that you really don't get to do just in that short off season that really only lasts through the holiday season, which is busy enough as it is. Um, so I would say, no, I don't think it's, it's fair to tell a driver <clears throat> that they can't live their lives. Uh, racing is, is a job, uh, you know, and, and it's something that they've chosen to do with their lives. That's totally fine. My dad works at a copper plant. They can't go and tell him what to do. He can go snowboarding on his off time. Uh, and if he goes snowboarding, he could break his leg, probably would break his leg, uh, just like uh, just like Chase Elliott did. Um, so I, I don't see – I mean, we're putting it in a higher perspective because Chase Elliott is a celebrity and because he's an athlete and because he's a driver, but this is his job. Any person on the face of the earth could – have a job, decide to do something in their off time and get injured. And, you know, are, is your job required to pay for that? No, but I, I mean, you're still allowed to live your life. You can't infringe on somebody's freedoms in, in my opinion, just because they're a celebrity. Um, and I think, uh, I, I don't think, uh, Chase Elliott was, you know, doing anything that was reckless. I don't think, I mean, Chase Elliott, I mean, we talk about the one time he went snowboarding and it didn't work. How many times has Chase Elliott gone snowboarding during the season and, and it, he came back just fine. I'm sure this isn't the, the first time that he went snowboarding during the season. Uh, he's been a cup driver since 20, uh, 2016. I mean, I, I would argue on that, that I think that's kind of where we stand. Um, you know, and I see the comment section lighting up on, on both sides of that. And I, I love it. You guys are having a debate as well. Um, but I don't think we can tell a person, 
you know, and that that's what this is. I'm not talking about a driver. I'm talking about the human being of Chase Elliott. He cannot be forced to surrender his life in his off time because he, you know, because it might be dangerous. You know, if you take proper precautions, which I'm sure Chase Elliott did, uh, then he should be allowed to do that. Uh, same thing with drivers that go, you know, dirt racing or, or other forms of racing. Um, there are dangers with that, but you take the proper precautions and yes, sometimes things still happen. Um, but that's my case. Zach, I'm going to bring you, uh, bring you back in. Do you have any, uh, any other thoughts you'd like to say there? I do. I do. I have quite a bit of rebuttal, you know, I would argue that Chase Elliott isn't off from work. I would argue that any time that NASCAR is in season, you're constantly doing your job. Uh, this would be like Chase Elliott getting hurt is like the equivalent of an NFL player getting hurt on a Wednesday um, during the season, right? You play on Sunday, but your job's the entire week, man. Your job is the entire week as far as I'm concerned. And you said it just so they have Thanksgiving off, they have Christmas off, they you know whatever they can go do that. Then he can go snowboard. Then season ends first weekend in November, and he can take a nice two-hour flight up to Denver, probably whatever hour and a half flight to Denver, easily land, go snowboarding, go back to North Carolina. He can snowboard in North Carolina in the off season. There's mountains in North Carolina. I'm just, you know, here's the thing. I feel like when you're when you're in season um, and you are as highly paid as he is and, and has expectations put on him and around him, he should be responsible enough to know not to make that choice. And clearly he is not responsible enough to make that choice because he went out and decided to go snowboarding anyway. So therefore contractually he should be obligated or, you know, told what he can and cannot do in this case. Um, I'm not ripping him of, of his freedoms. If he doesn't want to, to do that, then don't sign the contract and, and don't drive in NASCAR. Go do something else. I don't think that's fair. I mean, you can't. I mean, and one thing, one of my points there was that the NASCAR offseason is so short compared to other major sports. Um, you know, and, and you know, I know that you in particular, you're not a fan of comparing it to like stick and ball sports. But I mean, you look at NFL, the NBA, they have months long, you know, months, plural, long off seasons. Uh, NASCAR, you really have you get Thanksgiving and Christmas and that's it. I mean, and those are more than likely spent with family anyway. Um, and then in January, you're expected to be out testing and, and back in the simulator, back to the shop, getting ready for the next season. And then you're doing this, you know, all the way from January till early November. And it's just another cycle. You've got to be able to, as a driver, you have to have things that get in your, you know, you know, there, there are things that like for drivers who are not like Chase Elliott, uh, drivers like Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, uh, who have kids uh, and their kids want to go do an activity that, could be potentially dangerous if, you know, uh, are you going to tell your kids no, that, you know, they can't, you know, that daddy can't come with you on this activity because it might be dangerous and he might get injured for his job? No, 
Uh, Justin, you're being a bit extreme on the like activities here. I mean, come on, man. I don't see you know Keelan Harvin being like, Dad, let's go, let's go jousting, you know, like let's go fencing or something. And you know, Kevin Harvin gets like a ruptured, I don't know, intestine or something. You know, I mean, I I get, I get it, I get it. That you can't tell these drivers what to do, but uh, you know, here's the thing: there's either either you're about this life or you're not. You are, or you aren't. To me, I mean. And, you know, I understand that, you know, this is a freak accident, but, you know, uh, why couldn't I couldn't have chased snowboarded, uh, you know, in November, in December? He could have gone snowboarding after the Phoenix test. They tested in Phoenix at the end of January. He could have gone snowboarding right then. You know, know, I understand. I I I understand that they have time to prepare, but. I see see Ryan's comment here of live your life. Yes, but don't put yourself in dangerous situations that could lead to injuries. Uh, The number one cause of leading cause of death in America. And I, this gets, you know, I don't mean to sound too morbid. The number one leading cause of death is car accidents. I mean, you could literally, you could get in your car and drive down the freeway and you could get injured. You could, you could die. I mean, you can't stop living your life. Because so by that statistic, you know that anytime you get in your car, your regular car, and you drive anywhere, you're putting yourself in statistically the most dangerous scenario you can. But people still do it every day. You know, are are we going to, you know, to me it's like you're picking and choosing because snowboarding is is considered an extreme sport, you know, that nothing else can be dangerous. You know, everything in life can be dangerous if you're not prepared. Chase Elliott was prepared. It just, a a freak accident happened. Uh, I would argue that if we all snowboarded the way that we all drive, snowboarding would probably be more dangerous. The reason why car accidents are the most common killer of people in this country are because most people in this country drive. Or ride in a vehicle. Less people in this country snowboard than drive. That is the reason why, Justin. Um, I'm like, and here's the thing: like, uh, but sure, you're still any of us can go get in a car case. accident. Yeah, sure, we're all putting, but he's putting himself in the same situation by snowboarding. There exactly. are professional but snowboarders I mean, are you who gonna, get hurt all the time. Exactly, there are people. But what I'm saying is, are you going to be because of the statistics? Whether it be, it doesn't matter if more people do it or not. It's still a dangerous situation that you put yourself in every day. Are we going to pick and choose which dangerous scenarios these drivers can and can't put themselves in? And where's the line? I mean, are we going to say? Yes. I mean, where's the line? Are we going to say that snowboarding? You know, where's which sports are above the line and which ones aren't? I mean, maybe all sports are above the line. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, we don't have millions of dollars invested in what we're doing, you know, like he does. He has other responsibilities that we are not burdened with that he has to think about. Uh, And it's to me, it's pure negligence. It's honestly disrespectful. Uh, to like to his sponsors to to do that, you know. I mean, 
I, I mean, you know, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just, you know, wearing the hard hat here and being a bit stiff on everything. But I mean, I don't, I don't really think it's, um, I really think that, you know, if you're a driver and, and you're focused on the season, then that should be your number one priority. And I, I totally understand that, you know, drivers need ways to decompress and like separate themselves from, from the grind of the racing season in the middle of the season. Like, you know, I mean, everybody comes home from work and unwinds in their own unique way, right? But, like, I, I don't know. I feel like there should be some sort of boundary, you know, and, and and drivers are inherently people who live life on the edge based on what they already do, right? Um, so I, I think that certain ones um, need uh, contractual, need to be contractually protected from themselves, um, I just uh, personally, I don't think that, you know, we should be, you know, splitting hairs uh, as far as that. I don't think that Chase Elliott's number one priority isn't NASCAR. You know, I don't think the snowboarding incident changes that. I, I still think his number one priority is NASCAR. And again, my argument is that if, you know, something hadn't happened, we wouldn't be talking about this. You know, he's, I, I imagine, I don't know this for a fact, but I imagine it's something he's done multiple times. Uh, and has never had an incident until now. Um, but nonetheless, we're going to bring Dan and Mike back into the into the chat here uh, and get their takes. And, and uh, for sake of time, uh, Dan, we're going to start with you. Uh, what are your thoughts, and who do you agree with in this debate? I just have one quick question for Zach. Do you limit it to just extreme sports? Because a lot of these drivers do – road racing on their bikes as part of their like normal routine as far as health regimen and everything else but that's also something that's inherently dangerous so do we include that as well as that something that's part of their normal training on a weekly basis uh if you're asking me i would argue that you know their normal training regimen is is, is normal business i mean uh, i feel like the difference that outlies snowboarding is it is an irregular activity. Even if he's done it before and he's good at it, snowboarding is not something Chase Elliott, I assume, regularly does. Okay. So I, my, I, my I, argument would be extreme sports with irregular activity. Okay. Uh, I, I personally agree with, with Justin. You can't, you can't tell them what they can and can't do. Now, if... Mr. Hendrick, before this, had told him, "Hey, I don't feel comfortable with that." Then, yes, I think that, hey, that let's let's negotiate this next time going forward. But if Mr. H, Nap, and all them had no problems with it, then absolutely not. Don't regulate it. Don't tell me what I can't do on my time off. Mike, my, your, your 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 opinion. Um, I agree with Justin as well, and here's why. So, as as y'all know, I'm a stats guy. Um. Your odds of being injured in a snowmo or a snowboarding accident are one about one in five hundred. Your odds of being in, injured in a car accident, as Justin brought up, are approximately one in three hundred and thirty-three. So you're nearly twice as likely to be injured in a car accident than you are to be injured in a snowboarding accident, and also. Where do we draw the line? Because uh, in 2016, 
Major League Baseball pitcher Trevor Bauer cut his finger on a drone and missed a playoff race. Like, are we just going to prohibit them from messing with drones now? Like, where do we draw the line? And if you can't figure out where to draw the line, you don't draw a line. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those where you kind of get into that gray area. Uh, and Zach, you kind of mentioned that gray area as well. I do want to get uh, our producer Zach's opinion here because uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of credit here, Zach. A lot of the comments were on your side. Uh, so uh, in in that defense, uh, I don't want the comments to feel like that they were not heard. They were. Zach had a lot of supporters in the comments. Uh, but let's get our producer, uh, Zach, in, in here and uh, let's get his thoughts on this debate. Zach, what say you? All right, so I've been kind of torn on this. Uh, earlier in the week when we first got the news, I was kind of like, what is he doing? He's dumb. Like, don't go getting hurt. It's like if Kyle Busch goes bungee jumping, you know, and gets hurt. But throughout the week, I've kind of thought about it. And Chase has gone snowboarding for. He knows what he's doing. I feel like it was just a freak accident. And if Mr. Hendrick, like you were saying, if he wants to have that in the contract that, oh, you can't do extreme sports on your off time, and Chase agrees to it, then that's fine. Like, go ahead. If you want to agree to it, agree to it. But as it stands right now, there's nothing saying that they can't do that. That's uh, that's a good point. Uh, definitely a split decision. Uh, if you, It seems like most of our crew uh, agrees with me, but most uh, of the comments agreed with Zach. So uh, a good debate. This is one of those topics that can go both ways. Uh, but nonetheless... Uh, gentlemen, we've got one more segment before we get off here for this evening. Uh, we have a uh, two races coming up uh, this weekend in Phoenix. We've got a race preview. Uh, Thomas Cox, he's got a got a comment said, "I hear both sides. I think it comes down to the owner player communication." Uh, that that's true. I think uh, you know it's kind of one of those. If you're gonna if you're gonna state it, state it before. Uh, you know, if if it's in the contract and uh, and it's agreed upon by both parties, then you can uh, then you can get into it. But nonetheless, we've got two races: Xfinity Cup next weekend in Phoenix, and we have uh, some race picks to get into. Uh, Mr. Zach Williams, you're our new guy. You're our producer, so we're going to let you go first for our, our race picks this weekend. Who have you got winning? for Cup and Xfinity this week? Uh, so I'm going to start with Xfinity. I actually didn't get much a chance to watch the Xfinity race this week because I was at the concourse with the Jeff Gordon seminar. Um, but, you know, Austin Hill's been getting it done. He seems like he's doing really well. I feel like he could do it. You know, I feel like Austin Hill at Phoenix. And then for Cup, I got to go with uh, Kyle Larson, you know, old Hendrick boy. He was looking really good last week. You know, he won 2021 championship there at Phoenix. I, I think he can bring it home. A couple of solid picks, Larson and uh, and Austin Hill. Uh, we're going to go from one Zach to another. Mr. Zach Bell, who do you have winning in Phoenix this weekend? Yeah, uh, you know, I often think about Phoenix in the Xfinity series, and for some reason two drivers pop up. Um, and I'm going to take the one that I expect to be less picked, um, and I'm going to take Brandon Jones. I saw him beat Kyle Busch here one time in the Xfinity series, and it has – since stuck with me for some reason. Um, so I'm going to take Brandon Jones. And for the Cup Series, uh, you know, 
uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the defending champion, the, the guy who won last year, last fall. I'm going to go ahead and take Joey Logano. I know I'm brown-nosing up to Ryan, but that's okay. Now, you got to have Ryan on your side for these debates. Uh, He's always Mike, on my side. <laughs> Mike, what say you? Who do you have winning uh, for Cup and Xfinity this week? So, for Xfinity... I have um, Austin Hill winning that one again. And then per the stats, there's really no one you can go more with in Cup than Kevin Harvick. I mean, just in his career, he's been in 40 races and he's never wrecked out of one and has an average finish of 8.7. Like... The next closest driver to him is uh, Zach's boy, Denny Hamlin, and he has an average finish of 10.5, nearly two spots behind Kevin Harvick in less races, mind you. Like, it, I mean, and of those 40 races, he's been on the lead lap at finish 34 times. Like, I can't go, there's no way I can go against Harvick at Phoenix. Well, Dan, what say you? What uh, what picks do you have? Do you have anything different than Mike here? You're muted. Thank you. Sorry, I was paying attention. No, I was going to go with Brandon Jones for Xfinity, um, but then I remembered he's with JGR or JRM this season, not JGR, um, and so I I felt like maybe he's not going to get that top equipment. I think Josh Berry um, is going to get that that top equipment. Uh, maybe even um, Sam Mayer and Allgaier over Jones because I feel like Jones is kind of like just a bringing in money sponsorship kind of guy. Um, so I'm going to pick Josh Berry. Uh, he finished, I think, third there last year in that race. Um, and then for Cup Series, I just got a gut feeling. Melon Man, Ross Chastain. Interesting picks. I'm going to go with mine, you know, uh, as far as the Xfinity series goes, it's uh, it's very easy to look at the hot start that Austin Hill has had. But there's another driver in the Xfinity series, the only driver in Xfinity to finish in the top three in all three races so far. And I'm going to say that this time he doesn't just get a top three. He gets it done. Justin Allgaier is going to win in Phoenix. Uh, and for the Cup series, uh, I thought about Logano. I thought about Chastain. But I'll tell you what. In the championship race last year, there was a driver. If it was anybody that could have beaten Joey Logano, it was his teammate, Ryan Blaney. I think Ryan Blaney finally gets it done. He gets that monkey off his back, and he gets the win. Uh, so I'm gonna. those are my picks. I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney, and I'm going to go with Justin Allgaier for Xfinity. The stats um, favor you in the Xfinity there, Justin. I finally got him to pull up. He's done the same thing as Harvick. 25 races, never crashed out. Average finish, 8.5. Allgaier is a great pick for Phoenix. I, I love – anytime we go to Phoenix, uh, I, I'm always prone to, to pick Allgaier. And then, I mean, uh, he's won there twice. So Although he's never won the championship race. Though, but. Yeah, I know. But nonetheless um, – This is the spring race, so I, you're good yeah, there. That's <laughs> true. This is not – championship's not on the line for Allgaier right now. Uh, nonetheless, uh, it's been a great show. We're glad to have everybody here, and we're going to get some closing comments before we uh, 
before we get out. Starting off with our producer, Zach. Uh, glad to have you here, and we can't wait to have you on for many more. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. I appreciate you guys having me. You know, I'm looking forward to working with the team, getting some articles out there and shows every week. Absolutely. Uh, our DAF stats, Mr. Mike Daphner, uh, you have any closing comments for us, sir? Uh, not too much. Just happy to be back. And as always, raise hail, praise Dale. That's right. Our resident Florida man, Mr. Dan Foster. Uh, even though Zach's here, uh, we're, we're still going to call you the resident Florida man. You were here first. So we'll, we'll see if he can earn that title, though. He might. Yeah, he, he has it for now. We'll like, like I said, I won't be the favorite. I, I can tell you that much. But, no, um, as always, it's been a blast hanging out with you guys. Um, glad to have Justin and Mike back this week. I know last week was was just me and Zach, but we held it down. We did our thing. Um, and anytime we – you know, if you want to do it again, Zach, let me know. Me and you, bud. It's a Zach and Dan show. But, uh, no, as always, it's been fun. It's been it's been fa- uh, fast. But uh, let's, let's, let's get some racing done this weekend, and we'll see you back on Monday, guys. Is this going to be one of those where we have like, you know, where the main cast goes off and, and does other things and you guys get your own spinoff or something like it's I mean, I will be opposed. <laughs> Second date after dark. That's right. The Z and, the Z I'd be afraid show. to watch that. I would too. Uh, no, you're producing it. Whatever. Right. Oh, yeah. I have to watch it. <laughs> It's gonna be called D's. I'm, Zach, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let you know you're not contractually obligated to, to do that. Gotcha. Yes, I'll, I'll have is. to do that on an as need basis, I guess. He's freelance. Uh, always needed. Any, anyways, uh, Zach, why don't you hit us with the signature sign off? Yeah, I want to shout out my parents, of course, for, for uh, supporting my racing addiction. You know, um, this weekend more than others. You know, sometimes it takes a little extra effort to. To watch the races, you know, we're all busy people outside of NASCAR, but um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, shouts out to my dad for commenting, of course, uh, being very interactive with the show, Papa Bell. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, have a great weekend in Phoenix. Hopefully, you know, we get some fun winners, and if not, then uh, we'll make it fun, anyways. Absolutely. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. I, I want to point out it was in the middle of our debate. Mama Seeger did comment tonight. She was the one comment that was on uh, that was on my side as far as the comments goes in the debate. So we always appreciate her and everybody who watches uh, the support that we have for this show is just is overwhelming. And it's it's great to see. We appreciate everybody who watches. Uh, be sure to tune in next week and uh uh, once again, check out Zach's uh, article on the site that came out today. Uh, it's a great article, and we will have that uh, posted uh, on our Facebook page uh, and our Twitter pages uh, later this evening. So uh, it's been a great show, everybody, and we will see you guys next week.